This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Zach, and I play a large-scale dream, a half-high-elf bladesinger wizard, member of the Weaver's Guild, and a special legionnaire of the Pandemonium. And this is Advantage. Last time in episode 2.46, the Unknown Associates arrived in the nation of the Springwood, home to a diaspora of high elves called the Silver Band. The city twisted wonderfully before them. Grown plants were thatched into walls, then solidified into stone with a magical agent called Petra. Intricate stained glass was inlaid between the sculptings. The party was intercepted by Ambassador Laurent, a representative of the Pandominion's Bureau of Celestial Affairs, who had been tasked with escorting the unknown associates on their mission to find Alaris's family and to locate the Geldrum signet ring. The team began their search at the Reliquy Tower, which housed the mighty God Blinder, a 20-foot-long spear that was once wielded by the orc god Grumpsh against Corlond. They also found a familiar's face amongst the crowd gathered for the quarterly, Alaris's cousin Inchil, whom Alaris had never met. And that's where we'll pick up. Corlond, by your grace, grant your children victory. Yeah. As Grimton was being transfixed by all of that, Inchel is going to continue his conversation with the rest of you. Yeah, I wouldn't suggest talking with Grandma and Grandpa, like, at all. I don't even like talking to them, but I have to. I don't think they've missed a single memory here in the past century, at least. Okay. Uncle Ganadral is proud. And uh, like takes his role as firstborn very seriously. Like he secondborn. No, he. I mean firstborn. Sorry, but your dad doesn't exist in our family. Oh. He sees Grandpa getting older and is already filling in as head of the family when he can. Now Essaray is dope though. If you can catch her by herself, she'll give you her honest truth about some things that would make Grandma and Grandpa very unhappy. Inchel, do you think you could set that up? Uh. Yeah, I could probably... Do you want to meet somewhere? I could... Sure. What's a good place I, to meet? I, I don't know. Do you want to, like, meet on the patio of the palace? Sure. Yeah, okay. We'll do that afterward. All right, yeah. We'll, we'll just hang out there or whatever. Do some sightseeing. What, what, time, what time is it, like, right now? I would have to look at the bulletin, but, like, there's probably a song and a benediction left, so it's going to be out pretty quick. Right, but you got you said you there's like family time usually after that, right? Oh, I know. I was gonna snag her before she goes. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, go whatever, whichever way works, whatever you think is better. I mean, no, whatever you think is better, dude. I can just do whatever. Well, I think it's probably less suspicious if every if you guys are already going like back to the grandparents' house after after the memory, you know, then like just whenever everyone's kind of settling down for the night, then you could meet us. Uh, yeah, okay, we can we can do that. You want to meet like sunset? Sure, sounds good. He uh, looks kind of awkwardly left and right, like, all right, not sure what to do now, and then just like slips back into the crowd to take his place, standing with the rest of the memory. 
uh, and y'all are free to do what you want. Real talk, Alaris, do you do you feel like your life is in danger here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I do feel like my life is probably a little bit in danger. Nah. But Elves? we're already here, so we're gonna try to get what we came for. Ambassador Laron says, that's why I'm here. I'm keeping you safe. I forgot you were here. I absolutely forgot. What do you mean you forgot? I, I've been here this whole time. Well, I've been kind of like watching out from the sidelines, but I just, yeah, I came up. Did, did you not, did you not want to go to the memory? I've been to the memory like all the time, dude. It's not okay. Is, I just, does it not change? I, I just, what? I just, I just was told that my grandparents like go to every single one. So I didn't know how important well, it yeah, was. Yeah. That's your grandparents. Is there a gift shop? Can I buy like a replica? Like a replica, a replica spear? spear. A replica spear. Yeah. Wait, wait. When you say replica, do you mean full size? Full size replica. One to one ratio. Have... It's like walking out with like this, like. There, there's a laminated sign that says like, full size replica, uh, god blinder spear, available on request. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> wait, aren't we all like? Wait, so I know that some of us are like totally broke, and some of us have some gold, and I don't remember who who is. Oh, here. two of you have very much amounts of gold. Very many. <laughs> now, golds. now we now two of us have very much amounts of gold. That would be an irresponsible use of those funds, <laughs> says Ulrich in character. We don't know how much to, this is. To Grimton, who has not said a thing, but is standing <laughs> very suspiciously very in front of the sign. Here, look, look, Grimton, you can get a picture with a cardboard cutout that looks it's exactly not the same. like it. It's the same. <laughs> What's a picture? A painting. A painting. Oh, do you want a caricature? No. I want a god blinder. A caricature with, with the, the god blinder. Let's go get some lunch, and then we can go watch the glass people some more in the afternoon. Do they say? Do they sell miniature replicas or miniatures? Keychains? No. Well, hold on. <laughs> they sell miniature, as in like normal sized adult elf sized spears, and they sell kid sized spears, and they also sell like keychain sized spears. Uh. So, what size miniature? Are you interested in? Is there also like a history book? Like a comprehensive Yeah, yeah, more, much more in-depth than the pamphlet. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I guess sure. like an elf-sized God Blinders. Elf-sized? Okay. So this one's, in, instead of being 20 foot long, is like eight feet long. Right, yeah. <laughs> Spears wouldn't be that hard to craft, but it is a replica spear and it is a tourist thing. So let's, uh, 15 gold. That's what I was gonna say. Drop in the bucket. <laughs> are you? Oh, hold on. Are you writing? Are you writing a Pandominion? <laughs> are you writing it check? off? No, no. I have. But goals. just from your personal coffers? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Minus fifty. So now you're carrying around this eight-foot spear. <laughs> Grimton, congratulations. You may add one eight-foot replica God Blinder. <laughs> um, this is a plus three. I was no. like, like a minus a minus two weapon. Like yeah, hilarious. Like it's made out of it's made out of cardboard shitty. and balsa wood. Yeah, he's like, is it like decorative or is it like functional? Functional in a pinch. Fine. Okay, this one's real wood and real obsidian. Thank you. You're welcome. There you go. There's your <laughs> your replica god blinder. Fifteen gold. But when I do fight a god, I'm gonna blind him. <laughs> we don't fight a god and then like. 
pull that thing out. I want you to completely forget about it until that moment. Like arc four. Where is, how is Grimton carrying this? Is it, yeah. It's like enormous. Every single one of you has a bag of holding. Your own personal bag of holding. Oh yeah, with all the other weapons that I've forgotten about. Wait, so I could have got a replica? (laughs) Sir, you can see the sign right here. It says no refunds. refunds. How How much much is the actual one-to-one replica? How long will it take? At least 4,000 US American dollars. So like 400 gold. gold. Yeah. I'm gonna have to talk to Erica about this. Y'all decide to go get lunch or whatever. What's being served at this fancy restaurant? Kettle corn. Mimosas. Mimosas and kettle corn. Hold on, are you sure you don't want the kettle corn to go so that you can eat it while watching the glazers? Oh, we'll take some to go. We'll, we'll take some to go. But they but they do sell the kettle corn at the restaurant? Yeah, it's okay. like it's like at a, it's like the steakhouse where they have the peanuts, but so the peanuts, they got kettle corn. It's just it's just a it's just bowl barrels. full of kettle corn. Just, so we're at, we're at the equivalent it. of a Logan's, Logan's Roadhouse. Oh, God. This is a fancy restaurant. (laughs) I'm so sorry. It is if you grew up in the South. (laughs) No, I, God. Aaron used to work at a Logan's. Same. At the Logan's in Conway over by. um, I remember when you worked at a Logan's. Aaron and I were coworkers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was. So you're at the the elven equivalent of Logan's Roadhouse, which is called what? Brogan's. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, can we go with a more elven name? Yeah. What's not, what's not elven? <laughs> Everything. Nothing elven. I mean, it, I don't know. It just feels like dwarven to me. What? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Ian Barogans. Ian suggested Barogans, but B-U-R-R-O-G-A-H-N. That is a much more elven spelling. That is, yep. Okay, okay. fine. Brogan's Roadhouse. <laughs> All right, hear me out. Hear me out. You ready? It's, it's Brogan's... Toad house with a specialty of frog legs. Toad house. Oh, so it's kind of a. <laughs> they kind of have a, like a Cajun vibe yeah. going on. I don't get that vibe some from these elves. Okay, I, I hate this goof so much. I just want, <laughs> I want to go ahead and say that. Yeah, it makes me want to puke. To hate it. I, I do. It. I do. I'm glad you love it, which is why we're going with it. Yeah. Thanks. So anyway, there we are sitting munching kettle corn out of a bucket. At Brogan's. At Brogan's. Eating frog legs. And mimosas. I like the idea that our guide took us to this restaurant because it's what <laughs> they thought we would think was fancy. Yeah. That's, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh yeah, the, oh. some of the locals really love it here. And I figured that you might too. Mm-hmm. You seem like that type of people. I mean, I do love kettle corn. Oh, it's obvious. <laughs> and at that point, the waitstaff brings you a paper to-go box filled with kettle corn. Perfect. I don't know, it runs you 12 gold total. No, that's free. a lot of you. That's not that bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kettle corn is free. Always, always free. As long as you're paying for the rest of, of the course. meal. You can't just eat kettle corn. And no, a water doesn't count. I'm sick of people asking. <laughs> and then you just go watch the glazers? What's your plan? I don't know. Are there any other cool things like the spear to go see? Laron says, I could show you my office. We don't get, look, we don't get a lot of tourists. I know that like the spear, that's a big hit, but that's like it as far as big hits go. Do you remember how hard it was to get here? We don't get very many tourists. We actively okay, don't want tourists. That's that's fair. That's fair. Pilgrimages, pilgrimages are fine. We encourage pilgrimage. We do not encourage tourism. Mm. Okay. Um, 
Well, how about how about you just show us some of your favorite spots around the town? I'm assuming one of them is his office. <laughs> I got some work. I can I file some, put some notes back with my office. Like I wasn't intending on being out all day. You, you know, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. You have no, to you're supposed to come with me. So sorry. Oh, like we have to stay with you. Escort. Okay, then let's go. Then let's go chill in your office. Yeah, yeah, we can go. We can go chill in your office. We were kind of like thrust on this guy. Who yeah, he's like, I, you are. I didn't understand for you to be my charge when I went to go get y'all. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, we can go chill in your office for a minute. Yeah. The Imperial Embassy Ambassador Laurent's office is uh, rigid, bold white marble among the beautiful sweeping contours of the stained glass buildings of the Springwood. Twin banners in Pandominion blues drape between tall columns. Yeah, like like I said, it's hideous on the outside. The Pandominion has very little symbolic tact for these things. The foyer is bright. Two beautifully carved wooden doors are framed by a pair of staircases. The doors are open to show a grand ballroom. The ambassador says, Can't deny, though, the capital does have fine taste. And this foyer that you're standing in is, is our link to temple or the azure keep all this beautiful mosaic tiling is actually part of a teleportation circle you know actually it's part of two teleportation circles see this color right here inscribes the runes to get you to temple and then this other color laid over it inscribes the runes for the azure keep so that's pretty neat well, yeah and it's also beautiful that's cool that it can be both dual purposed Hey, if y'all could just hold up here, I gotta go put some stuff away really quick. And she trots up upstairs to her office, leaving you down in the foyer. Maylin says, boy, Brogan's is weird, huh? Yeah. yeah. It's a little weird. A little weird. Pretty good food, though. Not exactly what I would expect of, uh, you know, the Springwood. Yeah. Yeah, strange atmosphere. I didn't expect kettle corn to be a cuisine at all. <laughs> I think it was more like an appetizer. Well, normally appetizers go in front of the meal, and Morlinde, you're carrying around the box after the meal as well. It's an appetizer for my next <laughs> meal. Maybe you are of this company. <laughs> I have a question, Alaris. Okay. If you're meeting your cousin at sundown, that means one of a few things needs to happen. Either one, we're all going with you. Two, we have to occupy ourselves into the evening, potentially and then we all like leave the Springwood or three, we need to find a place to stay the night here. Yeah. Depending. So maybe we should do that. Well, you you look down at the teleportation circle that you're currently standing on. Ah, uh, yeah, we do have a teleportation circle that would take us right back to the Pandominion. Can we just like do that? Is that a thing? The quicker we leave, the better for them. They don't really <laughs> seem like, like they, they, they want us here. So, you know, I think that they would be all for it. Cool. So. Do you want us to come with you on your family thing, then? I mean, sure, that's fine. All right. The more the merrier. Okay. I also don't know if we're allowed to be separated. Uh, fair. <laughs> you hear from the office, Laurent saying, there's only one of me. You're not allowed to be separated. Right. <laughs> I shouldn't even be up here with you down there. Like, this is... <laughs> we're not going anywhere. It's yeah, okay. We're staying... Okay, just stay, stay there. Yes, you can use the teleportation. I heard that mentioned. We can make that happen. It's fine. If we want to stay the the night, is that cool? Ambassador Laron uh, says, "Hold on, I can't hear. Like, I'm, I got the shredder going." <laughs> shredder. 
you know. And uh, Laurent comes out onto the balcony of the upstairs and says, I'm sorry, what were you saying? Oh, I was saying, like, if we don't finish all of our business today and, and we do need to spend the night, is that going to be cool? There are amenities around if you have the coin to pay for it. I mean, yeah. Then, yeah, that's fine. Cool. I guess. I like the... Their grace didn't give me any other suggestions or whatever, so... All right. Neat. The special instructions that I have have already been shredded, <laughs> so I don't remember what was The on. special instructions that you had were shredded? Do you just shred everything? Well, it doesn't matter now, does it? I shouldn't have said that. Were they special instructions for us? It's a confidential document. You can't just ask everything. But if they were specifically pertaining to us... Then it gives me extra special reason to not tell you, doesn't it? I... Yeah, can I roll for, like, a can I, FOIA? Can I, like, roll insight? Yeah, you can roll insight. Does the Freedom of Information Act exist in this world? Uh, that's a 21. Insight can tell that Laron is bullshitting their way through something because Joe mentioned a shredder and this is a fun reason for there to be a shredder, which also adds plot <laughs> tension. So, fair. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You can tell that they're bullshitting about something, but you can't tell what. Like our guide here is has said, uh, they don't get a whole lot of visitors. So I assume that whatever inn or tavern or whatever... They probably have space um, for us. Probably has some vacancies. Well, okay. Well, it is a quarterly, but also most of those people come F. from the Azure Keep surrounding neighborhood, so they might just walk back, like, after the service. Not, not everybody will stay. And I'm assuming a lot of people have families here, too. Yeah. I don't feel like this would be as improper a use of your uh, official funds. I agree. Both of you are officers in the Pandominion. This is a service that we have for you. Cool. So let's uh, let's kill some time and then go do the thing. So you go watch Glazers, I yes. guess? Yes. Is that where awesome. we're going? Yes. Don't talk down about it. They're really no, I mean, cool it is watch. really cool. I guess I just haven't looked at it in a... I know you got with work, a, but with like, a tourist's you want to watch? Morlande's got some kettle corn. She'll share. They're taking the plants. They have forms that they've already like pre-shaped and cultivated the plant so that it grows through it. Like the lens, timeline lens that these elves must be working with to envision the need for a building and then envision the process to make the building and then see that building grown into completion is enormous like we're talking years and years and years from like the inception of the idea to the fulfillment of that need so like their city planners are like ballers like they're they're really good they are absolutely uh using some like divination magic and like augury to foresee what it's the going needs to look and like that's interesting because with something that's been around for as long as I feel like the, the Springwood probably has been, you would think that they would have already built everything they needed to build. Well, maybe it's like a continuous, like, beautification process of, like... Nobody wants to live in a four-millennia-old house. I guess. Unless you're into that. I mean, but at the same time, if your four-millennia-old house was built in, like, the same style and it's, like, your generational home because... Your ancestors, ancestors, ancestors lived in that home. And so like, these are the conversations that you're having while you're watching the Glazers. Yeah. That was me talking, I guess, as Maylin. You know? Yeah, I see it. I don't know. I don't live here. Well, maybe it's the next um, Brogan's Roadhouse. <laughs> toad House, you mean? Oh, my gosh. Toad House. Because that means Brogan's Toad House, like, 
<laughs> was planned way in advance. <laughs> it wasn't like a thing that just like popped up. Like somebody tried really it hard. Also, to get... It also means the first one is so well, successful that they need a second one. Yeah, you can't really risk real estate when you're building it like this. Yeah. All investments are not only investments of money and resource, but of like serious, time. serious time. Seems inefficient. <laughs> but it's gorgeous. Even decades of waiting isn't, I feel like, that big of a deal to an elf. I mean, I get that. But... Lin is from uh, Shia Seren in the Watched Forest, and Ulrich and Morlinde, you know because you're locals, and Alaris, you know because, you know, she's your girlfriend, that Shia Seren is one of the more magical or like more arcane focused cities in the Watched Forest. They have a magic school there and Meilin is describing it to you about how like at night the streets are lit by undulating currents of fireflies and she's talking to you about how in contrast to buildings that are grown in place and then solidified with the Petra, the tree houses in Shia Seren are cut and dried and then woven together into a thatchwork, just very, very, very dense thatchwork, the oh. same way that like a basket might be, and then are waterproofed on the outside with sap. Mm -hmm. cool. um, That's really cool. And then it's sunset. <laughs> <laughs> and then we hurry over there. Hey friends, it's Joe. So glad you're here with us for episode 2.47. The first half of this episode has been a real goofy romp, but get excited for the second half of the episode. Uh, remember why the party came to the Springwood in the first place? Since the beginning of this show, Alaris has been trying to open a puzzle box. It's literally been 79 episodes since they learned the key to the next step. And now they're after the Geldrum family ring. But then what? Get ready. Just get ready. A reminder that Dark Silver Forge is still offering discounts to Advantage and uh, Darkmoor Podcast Network listeners. They've got stunning zinc alloy dice sets, uh, which are five and a half times heavier than your standard plastic dice. And they are wonderfully beautiful. Uh, all five of us with Advantage roll bones with uh, Dark Silver. A couple weeks ago, they released their newest set, which I love. It's uh, Bloodstained and super rad thank yous to blake bost for the advantage over her oh pfft, over her overture there we go behind me now and to orman audio for their uh soundtrack contributions playing in this episode advantage wouldn't be the show it is without the ambience that those two artists have helped contribute they're important and art like theirs is not free we would love your help to commission new songs if you have the means and the passion, we would love your financial support as well. If you can, you can contribute what you can at patreon.com slash advantage DND and get tiered rewards based on what you're able to pledge. We'd like to give a special thank you this week to Mark Williams, who is our newest Patreon supporter. You're a saint, Mark, really. And I know that you're like super super early in uh the backlogs right now but eventually you're gonna hear this <laughs> and uh shoot us a message when you do you're great 
Um, if you want to get in touch with us, our handle for all social media is at AdvantageDND. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, all of that. Thanks to everybody who's recently left reviews on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you use. Um, if you need a link to the Darkmore Podcast Network's Discord channel, you can find it down in the doobly-doo. You can easily find Advantage and all of our other member shows. Uh, that's The Misadventures, Fun But Why, uh, How Friends Roll, Playing Out a Character, DM Shower Thoughts, all fantastic, wonderful companions of ours. What becomes possible when you let go of your preconceived notions on what makes a great story? What becomes possible when we see tabletop role-playing as more than just a game and also as a vehicle for personal growth and development? What becomes possible when you let your characters live through your gameplay? This is the DM Shower Thoughts Podcast, a proud member of the Darkmoor Podcast Network, available on iTunes and Spotify. All right. Let's get back to the show. Thank you. Across the vine-draped cloister of pergolas from the Reliquy Tower is the Celadrin seat, the palace of the Bishop of the Springwood. Its back patio is lavishly paved with ornate chiseled stonework. As Ambassador Laurent is leading you up, you first go by the front door uh, and you see the entire facade is covered with vines woven into intricate spiraling patterns which invoke the astral sea. The vines have been brushed with Petra which have solidified them in place, giving those patterns longevity. You see a plaque outside that reads, Residents of Their Excellency Midwin Facewarn, Bishop of the Springwood. Appointment needed. In the back, Standing there, when you walk up, are Inchel and Esseray Geldrim. Inchel's still wearing his fun Weaver's School hoodie. I like this kid. Esseray's. <laughs> she walks forward to you with a self-confidence that is mirrored by her appearance. Her purple hair, her bright fuchsia trousers, her smart wingtips... Um, a chartreuse shawl that is pinned into place by a silvered bird skull brooch. Like, the only reaction here is, damn. <laughs> like, that's a look. I didn't realize I was imagining her in a flannel until you described her clothes. Um. <laughs> that wouldn't be out of reach for her. We'll say that she has a flannel tied around her waist in a fun 90s style. Esray <laughs> looks over to her cousin and says, okay, bud, so who are your friends? And she offers her hand and without waiting for a response by Inchel, smiles and says, Esray Geldream. Alaris Geldream, pleasure to meet you. <laughs> so you're the cousin? No, I obviously, I am the cousin. Oh <laughs> Gertin. <laughs> no. Yes, I am the cousin. And your other companions are? Unknown associates. Unknown associates? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I guess I, I just wanted to, to come and, and learn more about the, the family, you know? Well, you missed a hot game of Dominions. Yeah, I heard that I wouldn't necessarily be welcome there. And Jill told me that, that grandma and grandpa are a little, a little tight wound. This is true. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. But the real reason I'm here is I'm looking for the, the family signet ring. 
This one, she says, pointing at her left pinky. Yeah, that one. <laughs> so what do you need it for? She uh, hands it to you. Well, I need it to try to open this. I'm called the puzzle box. The puzzle box for the audience and not at all for the players who might have forgotten. <laughs> um, the puzzle box actually didn't is an eight inch long cylinder, probably three inches in diameter. It's wrapped with eight letter dials written in common. On one end is an insert. You remember the creator of the box in Havenmere, an old dwarf, told you, Alaris, that this is where the Geldrum family ring sets. We had that information? We've had that information since, forever. Yeah, since like episode 10 or something. Since, since Havenmere, yeah. Oh. We met the maker? Yeah, yes. dude. Even I remember that. Hold up. We went to the puzzle box shop where the dude made it in Havenmere. I, I think I remember that. So I think after the music shop and uh, also after the sushi shop, but before gong farming. Before, yeah, I think it is in gong farming and other shenanigans. I do think that that's the episode. Yeah. I just remember, I vividly remember, like, the dragonborn that... <laughs> Incident. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> that, that was at the same time. I don't remember, hold, but we didn't ask him how to open it. No, uh, he did. He said yeah, he need the dang ring. Um, yeah, I need to know the eight-letter combination, and I need the family signet ring that goes in this spot right here. And I put the signet ring in that spot. This whole conversation um, is definitely happening between Alaris and Grimton. Oh, no, 100%. Right, this is all in character. Oh, yeah, this is all in character. So you know the combination. That looks like Maybe? a no. <laughs> but we didn't ask him. No, well, we did ask him, and I think I think he said it's part of the fun is figuring it out. No, or something that. along those lines. <laughs> As you held the uh, the family ring in your hand, you analyzed it. It's small, pinky ring. It's got a silvered shank with a stunning sapphire inlaid between ornate prongs. It also doubles as a signet ring. Cut into the gem is the letter G in an elvish script. And the sapphire is attuned to the box. And you know, when you set it in, that the right combination will open the box easily. But forcing the box without the correct letter combination and the ring will destroy the secrets within. Mm-hmm. Right now, the ring feels snug in the end of the puzzle box. Yeah. So, how did you end up with this puzzle box? Says Essere. My dad gave it to me. It's the only thing uh, that he gave to me. And so, remind me what the story is on your dad. I guess he's my uncle. Yeah. He would be your uncle. Elafir, uh, from what it seems like, uh, it, um, Inchul told me. It seems like he was kind of potentially wiped out of the the family history in a way yeah i've never heard of him um he would be the the firstborn of um elagorn and luella and i believe was murdered when after he came home to let the family know that i was going to be born that would explain why dad doesn't have an e name certainly yeah interesting i guess i'm gonna try to figure out this combination real quick um okay yeah how many i'm um, real curious about what's in this thing yeah me too me too uh, how many letters are in gal dream um i thought there was eight so that's what i was going to pit first yeah i'll take a moment and it still feels snug okay 
Thank the um, gods, because that would have been like. How do you spell really? Elafir? That's only six letters. Well, there's a G, right? Elagafir? No, I mean like <laughs> on the ring. There's a ring, or a, yes. Isn't that? Would that be part of it? So we're looking for like a nine-letter thing? No. May I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Um, I think the G is just for Gildred. Oh, never mind. I was also thinking maybe it'd be the diaspora. Maybe that. I'm gonna try. Well, hold on. Let's let's all throw out some eight-lettered words. <laughs> yeah. Flapjack. <laughs> is this what um, yep. my cousin yep, is, is saying? SRA. <laughs> Flapjack. Well, um, how about backpack? The, uh, try backpack. Uh, I'll try back. Yeah. I guess I could try um, gonna draw. After that, you should try the um, JJ. Uh, What's your mom's name? My mom's name? Yeah. Catherine. Catherine. How many? That's is that? nine. Uh, try flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, do you guys think, can you think of any words that would be, like, really prevalent to, like, our family? Shithead. Shithead. <laughs> That's prevalent to our family. Is, do you guys get called that a lot? So <laughs> and Chill shakes his head and says, yes. <laughs> I'll try, um, Luella. Nope. Lunchbox. Um. Uh, WizKid. Monarchy. Um, How's WizKid 8? W-H-I-Z-Z-K-I-D. Oh. Is uh, Genogram eight letters? Yes, it is. I'll try that. Genogram doesn't work. Mm. Um, um, Pizzazzy. Pizzazzy. <laughs> Fox Shark. Is Sapphire eight? There's two Ps there in two Sapphire. Ps? Try Sapphire. Assume that I'm trying every word that anyone says. Jackoffs. Um. Mountain. Sentence. Absolute. Academic. Ooh, that's a good one. You know, I'm an academic. We'll, we'll try academic. Besides family, what would have been important to your dad? Appendix. Like something in his in his work. His studies. Uh, surprise. S- the stars. Ooh, Devonize. Uh, Devonize has eight letters. Sure, we'll try that. Teleport. Um, magical. Colorful. Yeah, there you go. Uh, day daylight. Daylight. That's interesting. I like that one. Heroisms? Doctrine? In plural, I guess. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Wait, was it Coralon? You slot the last letter into place. C-O-R-E-L-L-O-N. Magical blue light glows between the joints of the dials. You gently pull the ring, sliding the hidden chamber out of its safe. There is something wrapped in a silk cloth, nearly the size of the box itself, but small enough to fit inside. Unwrap it, dang it. Uh, Well, I I guess I'm going to look and see what... Yeah, I'm going to unwrap it for sure. It's a telescope. Kind of. (laughs) It's missing a lot of parts if it's supposed to be a telescope, but you're not quite sure what else it would be, so we'll call it one. The telescope is platinum. It has an eyepiece on one end, but would be missing the objective lens on the large end. Instead, the large end has threads cut into it on the inside of the tube. Wait. Okay. Uh, Can I look through it? Yes. All right, I'll do that. Everything that you see through it is upside down because that's the way that lenses work. <laughs> hey, 
Do you think it attaches to the real big one that y'all like messed with? At at the school? Like or ooh, like better. Don't you isn't I, there one like in your dad's office at home? Like you think it's like an attachment for another yeah. like a, for a, for a tele like a normal telescope? Yeah, I bet it connects to the one he's got back in his in his bedroom. Well, I I guess we could try study. We, we could see that fairly soon if we want. The silk cloth is corallinian blue and glistens with a silver pearlescence in the light. In the center is a constellation, the Celadrin bow. Hmm. Give me an arcana check, Alaris. That's going to be a 26. Nice. This cloth carries a heavy conjuration magic to it, similar to the cloth that gave you the brass key back in your father's study. Okay, so the cloth is important. So we're going to summon coral With a hanky. I want to look through the, the telescope with like the, or the, the handkerchief like in front of it. It blocks out all the light, and so you see very little. Well, okay. Didn't we have to like look at the constellation through the telescope and then like the thing or something? Yeah, I think How do we get the key? it needs to be a part of that whole contraption. Yeah, you think it needs to be attached to the rest of the telescope? Isn't that what we did to get the key? Yes. That's, that is what we did with the key. We had we looked through the telescope in like a certain spot in the room yeah, that's and like, that's what made the key appear. Yeah, Alaris, give me a history check. Uh, 27. You remember what the chair of the School of Divination said about your father and that your dad was incredibly instrumental to the building of the telescope there. Yeah, so it's definitely probably has something to do with the big telescope. I guess I'll hand the signet ring back to SRA and just be like, here you go. Thank you. Well, hold on. I'm coming with you now. Wait. I gotta see where this is going. I agree. I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave us alone. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but me and my cousin here are joining you on whatever it is that you're about to go I do. I really think we're about to summon Colon, so that's going to be dope. You want to meet somewhere? I could. Sure. What's a good place to? Uh, Wendy's. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's canonically exists. Fair enough. No, we'll sorry. No, we're not going. <laughs> Wendy's is intellectual property of playing out of character. You mean Wendy's? Uh, I thought you were. I thought you were talking about Wendy's house. Like there's a person named Wendy. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a house of old-fashioned hamburgers. <laughs> Fresh, never frozen. <laughs> never frozen. Um, no, we're not going to Wendy's. Um, 
Summer of 2011, when Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part 2 came out, and I was the first one in the theater uh, <laughs> waiting for the uh, midnight release, I had with me a plastic replica Harry Potter spear. Not spear. One. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how Harry Potter dies. That's, yeah, the that Harry Potter spear. <laughs> um, Why would you be let in the theaters with a full-size spear? <laughs> like and I paid, like, 27 U.S. American dollars for a piece of plastic. That's a big difference. Yeah, Jesse just paid 150 U.S. American dollars for that. Fine. Okay, this one's real wood and real obsidian. Thank you. You're welcome. It's a pretty good replica. I'll give you a plus one. Oh, nice. So yeah. it's ma- so it's magical. I was trying to lobby for like just a not a negative two. <laughs> oh, well, okay. In that case, we'll balance it out. What's let's see. The average of a plus one and a negative two is what? No, let's just call it like minus a, zero and a half. Let's call it Monday. There you go. Yeah, okay, mundane, <laughs> it's a mundane spear. Um, wielded two-handed can give you a D8 if you want to do it like right? one hit. <laughs> with reach. Yeah. Yep. One-handed is uh, a D6, thrown is a D6. All right. There you go. There's your, <laughs> your replica god blinder. Well, uh, what are you in the mood for? Are you, are you in the mood for a hot wreck or a cold wreck? What about hamburgers? <laughs> <laughs> We got a Wendy's. <laughs> what I think would be really funny is if at some point in the future we actually were fighting Grumpsh and oh, then you, you pulled and then oh, you, you pulled will. out the the God Blinder replica and he's just like, Oh, oh I'm coming for the other one uh, like passes out, is crippled, like and that's how we even takes, fight. 400 D12 psychic psychic damage. damage. Yeah. How do you have that? You're reliving his most traumatic moment. How did you shrink it? (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) I like that I wouldn't allow Wendy's. Come on now. But you're fine with Logan's. Well, it's um, for Rogan's. It's oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did you know that? Yeah, if we would have come up with a slightly different variation of the word Wendy's, then it might. 